Okay, Liz, here's some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, multiple systems, delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs, you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems, and you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. My signed photo of Ricardo Montalban arrived from eBay this morning. Oh my God, that's amazing. Now, is there some authentication or like how do you think it's his real signature? I have no idea. I can only um, just put my hope in that it's his real signature. It looks like a real, someone's real signature. I don't know if it's his. Let's just believe. I choose to believe. Either way, I plan to be inspired by his photo. (laughs) Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Liz Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A., and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Sarah. That's me, Sarah Fain. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. In today's episode, we're going to talk about staffing. What is it? How does it work? We'll try to demystify this often mysterious process. We're also going to hear from the outer office. We'll talk to our new assistant, Kimberly Chang about what it's like to start a new job entirely on Zoom. It is so weird. Finally, this week's Hollywood hack is a work-from-home game changer. We can't believe it took us 10 months to find this essential item. But first, we have an update. Liz, you recently revealed your word of the year on the Happier podcast. Yes. So Gretchen and I talked about our words for 2021 in episode 306 of the Happier podcast. Uh, Gretchen's word, by the way, Sarah, is open, and mine is butterfly, because Mm -hmm. I want to be a social butterfly after I get the vaccine, and (laughs) I want to emerge from my COVID cocoon metaphorically and literally the cocoon of fat that I put on my belly during COVID. (laughs) And Sarah, since Gretchen and I revealed our words, we have gotten so many emails from listeners wanting to know what your word is for 2021. (laughs) So please do reveal it. Okay, that's so nice. Um, My word for 2021 is light. Mm, I want to have a lighter me both literally and metaphorically. And I want to keep moving down the lighter path in terms of getting rid of stuff, which I've been doing Mm. for the last couple of years and not accumulating more stuff. Mm -hmm. And I really want to focus on the light at the end of the tunnel. 
It's there. Sometimes the tunnel keeps moving farther (laughs) and getting longer, but I'm going to try and focus. Yes, exactly. On the light at the end of it. Oh, good. I love that. All right. Well, let's help each other. Yes. And I have to point out, you in the Zoom that we had, all the Zoom meetings we had yesterday, were wearing a sweatshirt with a butterfly on it. So you're embracing this already. Yes, I got, I saw a giant hoodie with a butterfly and I said, I need that. I need my <laughs> uh, word of the year I'm on my chest. So yeah, I'm, I'm embracing the butterfly. Even though I'm not a butterfly person, I'm embracing the butterfly. <laughs> this year you are. So we love hearing your words for 2021. Email us at happierinhollywood at gmail.com or post your word in our Facebook group. We absolutely are endlessly fascinated with what words people choose and why. Can't get enough. (laughs) Okay, Sarah, it is time for From the Treadmill Desk of, where we talk about what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week it is staffing. We just finished staffing our new show, The Reboot of Fantasy Island, and it is mm-hmm. such an intense process for everyone involved. Yes, and we did it over the holidays this year, so it was like extra yes. <laughs> intense. Um, and we know from having been on the other side, you know, having been the people trying to get our scripts read, trying to get meetings with showrunners, trying to get the showrunner to pull the trigger on us, it seems like a very opaque and mysterious process. So we thought today we would try to remove at least some of that mystery. Yes. So big picture, um, for anyone who doesn't know, we have a budget for writers, and the, the budget varies from show to show. And it is pretty much up to us how we use that budget. So when we're staffing, we have to be aware that if we hire one person who's really expensive, we'll have to hire someone else who costs less. It's a balance. Yes. And the basic process, for anyone who doesn't know, is you start by reading scripts. So we read just tons and tons and tons and tons of scripts. And then we have meetings with the people whose scripts we like, although In some cases, we could love a script and not have a meeting for a variety of reasons. Yes. We discuss all the different people and their positions with the studio and the network. And then we make offers and hope we can make a deal. And sometimes you can't. Sometimes you have a certain amount of money in the budget for a position and the person who you love and want won't take the position for that amount of money. Or the person wants to be in second position and we only want someone in first position or they want to pile it out and we don't want to give them that or a variety of reasons. So many. And then if that happens, it can change all of the various puzzle pieces in putting the staff together and have a ripple effect. So Liz, do you want to start with talking about reading scripts? Yes. Um, Just want to say we get so many scripts. I mean, depending on the length of the staffing process, we could get hundreds and hundreds of scripts. We could not possibly read them all, even if all we did, you know, morning till night for weeks was read scripts. So this is where having an agent or a manager or an executive or a former boss fighting for you can help. That person likely will not get you hired, but they can get you read. Getting read is the key, because Mm -hmm. if you're not going to get read, you're not going to get hired. And then once you're read, it's up to you, obviously, to have a great script. And the more voices chiming in to have you read, the better. It is absolutely a fact that the more people we hear from, the more likely we are to just start reading a script. And 
our first priority is always great writers, but it's not just about that. You may be a great writer and we may love your script and you may not get a meeting. It's really about being the right kind of great writer for the show that we're doing. And Sarah, one thing we really want is a diverse group of writers. And so one thing we're trying to do, and I think like everyone needs to try to do this, is seek out diverse voices. Because yeah. a lot of times in Hollywood, and this has been discussed you know, by many people, you do tend to hear from people you know and the people they know. And so we are trying to reach out and hear from voices that we wouldn't have otherwise heard of. And so that's something we're increasingly doing and I hope everyone is doing. And so that comes into play. Yeah. And then we also really need to have chemistry sort of individually with the writer. And then we're also looking at group chemistry, which is why the meeting is so important. You know, when we have these meetings... So much of it is just like, is there a flow, a connection? And you can't predict that and you can't concoct it if it's not going to be there because we need to know what it's going to be like to be in a room with you. Yes. And that does not, I want to be really clear, does not mean you need to be like super quippy, lively, entertaining. No. It's not that. It's really just about how we communicate with each other. Yes. And then in terms of the big picture, it's also about the chemistry of the room because the whole room is going to be working together. So we have to be able to picture how a particular group of people is going to work with each other. And it's interesting because we will hire one person who was like, okay, we know we need to have this person. And who that person is may determine, like, if we're looking at three people for another position, which one we choose. Because we're like, well, these people will get along. These people will have a flow. Yes. And we can't know 100% we're right, but I think we do tend to have very good staffing instincts. Yeah, we do. So we can sort of imagine it, how it's going to go down. And we can think they're a nice balance. Like, we're not people who believe, oh, there's a dialogue person and an action person and a comedy person. But you do want to sort of balance in general. So we are also aware of that. And of course, we have our very, very strong no assholes policy. Of course. But yes, <laughs> we sure do. That's the first step. No assholes. Yes. Um, and then, Sarah, all of this is happening. And we also have to get the studio and network excited about the writer. Right. So sometimes it's someone they already know and love, and it's just a non-issue. But sometimes it's a writer who they don't know. And so we'll have to tell them how great this person is, get them to read the material. Oftentimes, um, understandably, they want to meet with the writer, or maybe they've had a bad experience with someone and they don't want us to hire a particular person. So that all factors in as well. There are definitely times when we love two people, but we'll go with the person who the network or studio or someone is incredibly excited about because we want to be team players And, you know, especially if we're on the fence. Yeah, we're always sort of looking for what's the tiebreaker. If there are two people who we really love and someone is really fighting for one of them, we'll go, okay, well, that's probably who we'll go with. So please know all of you aspiring writers out there, there have been so many amazing writers who we've met and loved that we just couldn't hire on that show. We agonize about this. We wake up in the middle of the night and feel sick about it. Like we will think about writers for years that we did not hire for one reason or another. 
we know what it's like to want that job. We have been the people waiting for the call so many times. I mean, Sarah, I remember hiking Runyon Canyon together (laughs) and just like searching for a cell signal to see if our agent had left a message. You know, I mean, it's agony. No, and doing that not just like for one hike, but for days on end. Oh, weeks, weeks. Minute after minute after minute. It's just brutal. So it's like just because the person, in this case, it's us, doesn't hire you (laughs) for a show, it does not mean they won't hire you in the future. Yeah. Now, we always, like, we will literally try to hire someone that we met 10 years ago who we couldn't hire or who couldn't take the job at that time. Because if the writing's great and we have chemistry, we will literally remember you forever. Forever. I'm, I'm thinking of one particular writer who we met with this time who we couldn't hire, and I'm honestly just like crushed and haunted by it but i'm like i know we will work with her at some point yes yes and also like we were talking about this woman lana cho (laughs) we met with for a show like 10 years ago and the pilot didn't go but we literally try to hire her for everything we do yes (laughs) i know she's never available so we haven't worked with her but it's just like you know it doesn't go away well, sometime right. it will come around. Yeah. And and the thing is, trying to get a gig never goes away. I mean, as yeah. a writer in Hollywood, you are always trying to get a job. You are always selling. And it doesn't matter what level you are, right? You're always waiting for that call. So it is very helpful to learn to go through the process with some measure of sanity, yeah. as hard as that is. And remember that it is not personal. We've talked about this earlier today. We've talked about it in other episodes. It's not personal. If you don't get a job, it's not personal. It's not about you. Next up, we're going to introduce you to our wonderful new assistant, Kimberly. She has jumped straight into the frying pan. But first, this break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, Liz, it's time for our From the Outer Office segment, and today we're going to talk to our new assistant, yay, Kimberly Chang, about virtual assistanting. But first, Kimberly, welcome. We're so excited um, to to have you in our lives in general, and thank you for joining us today. (laughs) Yes, thank you. (laughs) Welcome to Happier in Hollywood. (laughs) I've never worked for anybody who has a podcast, so this is like a fun plot twist. Yes, well, you... (laughs) You'll probably be hearing from our listeners. If you have any problems, just 
put them out here and then you can get advice from our listeners. They give very oh, good advice. They do. Love that. Okay. So Kimberly, right now you're in Texas, Sarah's in Minnesota, yes. and I am in <laughs> LA and we are making a show together. Yay. So this <laughs> is different. This is not an experience any of us have had. Mm -hmm. We have been working together for about a month, and we have never met in person. Is that weird <laughs> to you? A little bit. I mean, I think so many relationships these days are, like, very digital anyways. Mm, yes. With Facebook and, like, Twitter and just kind of keeping in touch with people, like, over the internet. So that part's not as weird, but it is a little weird, like, knowing that I may or may not ever find out if Sarah's, like, really, really tall right. or, like, if Liz has, like, really good taste in shoes, like, right. you know, stuff like that. She does. Um, <laughs> Sometimes. Good to know. But, yeah. So, I mean, in that way, it's a little weird. And since, like, the boss-assistant relationship is so close, like, you're working with them every day, you know, like, all the details of their life, like— that part's a little bit weird, but... Yes, that is so weird. I mean, we're so used to all being in the same space, and so we're talking throughout the day, we're having lunch together, we're often would be like grilling you about your life and <laughs> finding out all these details, and you would get to know like the people in our lives. And so instead, we're just kind of like talking about whatever business is at hand mm -hmm. in the moment. And it's just much more, not formal exactly, but but it's just not as all-consuming of a, you know, situation. Mm -hmm. right. The fun part is kind of gone. Instead, it's just like to-do lists and organizing <laughs> and, you know. Yes. And it's like we need to make an effort to get to know each other. But I think we yeah. all have such Zoom fatigue that, mm -hmm. you know, nobody's just dying to sit and chat. But we were thinking we should uh, have some sort of lunch, especially yeah. like when we start the writer's room, we need to be aware of this and make sure we all get to know each other. Yeah. So toward that, Kimberly, tell our listeners a little bit about you. Yeah. I mean, like Liz said, I'm originally from Texas and went to film school and then moved out to L.A. about six or seven years ago to pursue TV writing. So I've been an assistant for about that long. And since the pandemic, it's it's been like a very weird experience. <laughs> um, like sort of job hunting for something remote and all that stuff. Yeah, I think it makes it a lot harder for younger writers um, because rooms are smaller during the pandemic. It's just a different world right now. Mm -hmm. So we got your resume from our manager's assistant, Connie Chin, who is amazing. Did Connie have any advice for you? Connie, so Connie and I go also way back. We knew each other from high school, like you guys. Oh, um, <laughs> nice. And um, so I feel like she, like, has my back in that way. She would never, like, put me up for a job working for tyrants so <laughs> that's a good thing um <laughs> but uh yeah she basically was like they're very much like how they are in their podcast and she was like she knows my writing and she knows what kind of person I am she was like I think you will like this one <laughs> and you we should mention you want to be a our drama writer yes I am a light drama slash dramedy writer 
who does a little bit of genre, but mostly grounded stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, Fantasy Island yeah. is a good place for you to exactly. be. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, Kimberly, you are very good, I think, and I think Liz would agree, at sort of handling the weird virtual nature of this job. Like, you'll check in at the beginning and the end of the day when we're just, like, too caught up in random things to do that. And you're very actively present on Zooms. You have, like, kind of this, like, the camera's turned off, but we know you're still on top of it, and you'll, like, kind of appear for a moment to answer something. <laughs> and then and then turn the camera <laughs> off again. It's like, it's very clear that you're very present. Is that hard? I mean, is it hard to stay? I mean, I know, you know, for anyone who doesn't know, usually in L.A., assistants are on calls, like they listen in. And so you, I'm sure, are used to doing that. But is it is it weird to be sitting there, like, kind of observing a Zoom meeting? I actually kind of love being able to do it this way because I think sometimes um, no matter how welcoming like the writers are and all that stuff it just feels a little weird to be like taking up space in the room and like not mm. contributing to the conversation um, so I think I I actually prefer observing everything like digitally because I don't feel like I'm just like taking up air in the room. <laughs> well, that's a really good point. And I think that's good advice to all the other assistants out there who want to be in the room is like you, you can say, hey, do you mind if I just, you know, hang out on the Zoom off camera? And, and like, how could anyone possibly say no to that? That's a great mm. suggestion for other people. Kimberly, is there anything that we can do to make virtual assisting easier? I don't have an answer for you yet. <laughs> Since I've, we've we've all only been doing this for a little bit. Um, yeah. But I think you guys have sort of the intentionality of it all down. Like we were saying earlier, everything is so much more intentional um, because we can't just be like chatting. And, and this is sort of for, in general, just for people out there who may or may not get get along as well with their bosses but it's like just the the plus side is that you know like for example the devil wears prada would be a lot shorter if if miranda had to like type out everything in an email and really look at the ridiculous things she was trying That's to request true. so there's that that's the plus side of it of all but uh it's like you were saying like there's not as much of like the chatting and like the rapport and stuff like that so yeah, I mean, that's not really something that you guys can make easier. It's just sort of an observation of the pluses and pros and cons. Of well, one thing that occurs to me is in addition to just like the chatting, it's also if we're all in the same space, you know every single conversation we're having about mm -hmm. every single aspect of the show, whereas obviously that's not possible in this situation. So what I think we should be mindful of is keeping you apprised of what's going on, because like we could be yeah. having a whole casting conversation and you have no idea it even took place and then we send you an email to do something that might make absolutely no sense out of context <laughs> so i think that's an area where we should just make sure we keep you apprised of all the different elements that are happening and that's a bit of a challenge it is, but I think another something that would make that easier is if when you and i are having phone calls we just start looping Kimberly into our phone calls because we can talk on the phone for three hours and all these things have happened. Right. 
you know, right. and that's it's the a kind balance of, stuff. of not wanting her to listen to unnecessary yeah, to just stuff blah, blah, blah. and wanting to include. Yeah. So I think that's a balance we're going to have to find. And I would say, let us know if you feel out of the loop, and then we yes. can make sure we are better at looping you in. Cool. I will. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last question, Kimberly, and then you, you're, you are off the podcast hook for now. Do you have any advice for other people starting their careers in Hollywood? Yes. I would say that it's so important to find people that you genuinely care about and want to help mm. and then just do everything you can for them. Because I think it's so easy to get fatigued from all of like the just networking and just like surface level relationships that if you find people that you really believe in, that you really want to support and, and hopefully can get that level of support from them as well, it can be very life-giving, I think, in this super draining industry. That is fantastic yeah. advice because it's oh, true. Yeah. LA can be so transactional. The idea that caring about people and genuinely helping them <laughs> is it's nourishing as opposed to soul sucking. Mm -hmm. And it yeah. works, by the way. People succeed in groups, we always say. Mm -hmm. I also just have a general piece of advice, if that's okay. Please. I think it's really important to, and this sounds very aggressive, but get a hobby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think uh, I think it sort of, like when you do a job that other people would consider entertainment and that what they do to like unwind, it's very hard to separate work and sort of relaxation. Yes. And so I think finding a hobby kind of keeps you human. Well, of course we have to ask, what's your hobby? <laughs> <laughs> um, I foster rescue dogs oh. as a hobby. Oh. Yeah, and my husband and I kind of run this Instagram account where we just like post a ton of pictures and silly videos and and it keeps me sane. Oh, that's great. <laughs> we have to connect you to our former assistant, Elise. She and her husband do the same. Yes. Oh, that's so well, cool. So yes. We like dog people, so <laughs> of course we were destined to meet. <laughs> well, Kimberly, we're very happy to be working with you, and we do hope to actually meet you in person one day. Yes. yes. <laughs> Coming up, we share a life-changing Hollywood <laughs> hack. But first, this break. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Okay, Liz, it's time for this week's Hollywood hack. The new Lexi laptop 
stand. I don't know why we haven't had these for the entire pandemic and probably before. Okay. Yes. It's so necessary. Yes. So for Zooms, we, and I'm sure most of America, we have had (laughs) our laptops on big stacks of books to try to get the right angle for the camera. This is a very unsatisfying way to conduct business. Well, first of all, you just sort of feel like you're not very professional. And then, like, my laptop hasn't been stable on these books. We didn't load these 10 months. It's like every day it could fall off and crack into pieces. It's just not a good long-term solution to this situation that is sadly longer term than any of us want. Yes. And so what happens with me, because I want to be on, I want to be walking on my treadmill desk, but I have not been able to construct a stable enough thing to get my laptop high enough that I feel I can walk and talk. <laughs> yeah. And this new Laxi laptop stand is very sturdy. It can it really has a lot of range of how high it can go. For me, it's great because when we travel back to LA, I can just flatten it and throw it in the car. But for now, like, it really gets very high. It's really for sitting to standing. Yes. So it really, it gets high enough that you can, you know, get the angle you want for your Zoom, the flattering angle. (laughs) Yes, because we are going to be doing even more Zooming than we have been, which is frightening. We're like, we have to really set ourselves up. And so we started researching and we found this laptop stand and we both got the same one and we were both like madly in love with it. (laughs) Yes. So it sucks that we're going to be working this way for the foreseeable future, but we are. And with this, we are making the best of it. We absolutely are. It's so satisfying when you get like a tool for your trade that makes a difference a good feeling. Yes. And we will, of course, link to the new Laxi um, laptop stand. But again, there are many out there that you can find on your own. Yes. All right. That's it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. We love to hear from you. Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. And please subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you to our assistant, Kimberly Chang, for joining us today. And Kimberly, what is the dog rescue Instagram for our (laughs) listeners? It is at Foster, F-O-S-T-E-R, Borks, like Barks, but with an O, -O B-O-R-K-S. Great. Thanks to our executive producer, the amazing Chuck Reed. Thanks to everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Check out the other Onward Project podcasts, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, and Do the Thing from Whole 30's Melissa Urban. And check out the newest Onward Project podcast, Everything Happens with Kate Bowler. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Liz Craft and Sarah is at S Fane. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join the conversation. Until next week, I'm Sarah Fane. And I'm Liz Craft. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. The basic thing is you just put your laptop on it, you adjust the height, and, you know, that's it. It's very simple.
but it it can go up to like 12 feet, I think. 12 feet? Or is it 12 inches? <laughs> 12 feet would be amazing. <laughs> Whatever the case. <laughs> Let me say that again. <laughs> From the Onward Project.